have sat on this table, but there can only be one show. MTC Beats. It's time for the Money Mine Mastery Podcast. What's going on, everybody? You are now tuned in to the Triple M Podcast. SB, what does Triple M stand for? Money Mind Mastery Podcast. The Money Mind Mastery Podcast. And today... We got a very special guest. Excited, man. Excited, man. It's, it's, it's um, someone that's been killing it in the personal development space space mm-hmm. and coaching space. We have Kean Yu. So Kean, he is an avid advocate for both health and wellness. And by combining his coaching skills and his passion for personal growth, he is making an impact on the lives of others. And like I said, he's making waves in the personal development industry. So Kian, he's committed to assisting individuals in reaching new heights and embracing a life full of fulfillment and success. So without further ado, Kian. Welcome, sir. Welcome, baby. How you doing, man? Thank you. Thank you. I'm doing well, man. Grateful. Grateful. Love it. And since you're on the topic of grateful, man. Good start. He let's said Let's get it. started, man. He started, yeah, he's, it. He started it, you know? He started know? it. So we like to start all our podcasts with what we call the Gratitude Series. And that was introduced to us by our first guest, our ever. first guest ever, and his new godfather, Ninong Jed. Yes, sir. And the gratitude series, SP, what is it, man? We just want to start it off with something that we're grateful for, you know, something that started off with a positive note. Okay. Um, I mean, I, I'll start, man. I'll just, you know, what we talked about earlier, I'm grateful for, for this network, our support system that we have. We were talking to Keen, we we're just talking about how we started what about eight months january eight months ago you know and all the lessons that i've learned all the guests that we talked to you know you can see it come to fruition you know a lot of people are asking us about uh, all these guests that we had you know there's just you know a lot of things that we learned a lot of other people that learn a lot of we learned about a lot of other people as well right so i was grateful for it man and i'm just excited for what what's to come and you know we're we're here, baby. Love here. it, man. The support. That's all yes, we sir. need, man. And that's what I'm grateful for, too, man. I'm, I'm grateful for our supporters. And to give you guys a quick little story, man, we were at the Calgary Stampede about a month ago. Oh, okay. Man. We were just walking around the crowd. Me and Safan were just like, yo, what's up, man? We're just saying what's up to a few people. A few dudes walk by. Triple M's? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, Thanks, man. Mind <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, bro. I'm like, yeah. yeah, the other guys right there is like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, damn. It was sick, man. So it's it, the love that Calgary has given us so far. Love it. So Calgary, I am forever grateful Why for y'all. See, represent. YVR. Howdy. We'll, we'll, we'll see y'all soon. You know what I'm saying? Howdy. That's That's uh, what I'm I'll grateful see, I'll see you in two days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Kian, what are you grateful for today? Man, I'm just grateful to have another chance of life at waking up today right and being able to work on myself work on this vessel and to nourish my mind body and soul and hopefully i can do that tomorrow again right and that's you know grateful every single day to be able to wake up to work on the vessel to development this develop the self and just to be able to work on myself so i can give that to everybody else in the world exactly no bro be an example that's what we say every single time man grateful for another day to live Cause that's, that's like that's your go-to. That's my go-to. Because <laughs> that, that that is like literally the best 
thing that you can wake up to well obviously <laughs> right because number one because you woke up because if you don't you, wake up you're dead exactly right like if you woke up today you won the lottery yeah every single day and Not. a lot of people are they, they they seem to take that for granted because today you're here tomorrow you might not, right? So we got to live every day to its fullest. And I'm excited to have this conversation, man. Because Ian, bro, your, your Instagram, when we first came across, I'm like, damn, this guy's just dropping bars up right in center, you know? <laughs> I'm like, every day, I'm like, there's always something new, so. Right? And you, <laughs> and, 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 and you, from like all the people that I follow on Instagram, you're by far the most consistent person 100%. with a morning routine. Yeah, it's the self-love process that I, I go through and I just document it. And it's it's to hope to inspire other people to to do something like that too, right? I want to show yeah. people that, hey, you know, I'm going to wake up to nourish my mind, body, and soul. And, and if that sparks some inspiration in someone else that I feel like I'm doing doing good for the world doing that, right? Yeah, no, 100%, bro. Because like, I remember when, uh, to give you a story, when I first did um, a program called 75 Hard, Bro, everyone was like, dude, I'm inspired, man. I'm like, all right, cool. Do, Do something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And no one does shit, right? No one does nothing. I'm like, bro, so what's the point of inspiration if you don't do nothing with it, right? 100%. So um, that's what I'm, we're going to go with. I'm curious, though. Talk about that routine. Yeah. Yeah, so pretty much first thing in the morning, I, I always take, well, when I wake up, I, I drink water. I just try to gulp as much water as I can. Um I, I don't gulp too much so then I can get on the scale first and then after I get on the scale Why don't then you I go to the scale? That's what I do. I get the scale first. Go, go ahead. <laughs> and then after that I, I'll take a cold shower. Um, you know, it can be anywhere from like 30 seconds to two minutes really depending on how I'm feeling that day but I still always just try to get that shock effect first thing in the morning. Yep. And it just like wakes you up, right? And then after that it's um, I just get straight into the burpees. I don't do a lot but I just do enough where I'm kind of just going going hard for for a couple minutes and it's just getting my heart rate up i'm i'm not like sweating like crazy but i'm just like on the brinks of sweating but it's just like my heart's pounding i'm huffing and puffing like and um and that's enough for me to kind of just get the blood flowing and then i'll you know show my supplements and make myself a protein shake and then i get straight into journaling i'll write about what i what i regret or whatever i'm thinking like it's i don't write a lot but it's just whatever flows to me yep. when i'm sitting on my on my table with with my journal in front of me and then pretty much from there i'll just start my day and yeah whenever i i kind of get a little bit of work done then i'll probably hit the gym and then yeah i always try to prioritize the gym before the afternoon yeah but yeah i'm still kind of trying so, something new i'm trying to eat before i get into the gym as i'm not cutting now yeah so yeah it's a it's a little bit of a different routine but i'm still committed and still doing the the self-love process every single day it's a non-negotiable and it's just the daily discipline that i i go through now let me ask Absolutely. you this before we go into like the real mean potatoes man i just want to get some free game before we go into it you know what's the importance of a morning routine like why do you need one well the way that i see it it's more of just being able to do something that is giving yourself love first like most oftentimes I believe people just kind of wake up, start their day, and then they just start responding to other people. They're, you know, giving love to other people before they even given themselves the love that they deserve first. And I just wanted to kind of shift that mindset and be able to just take care of myself, give myself the love that I need, 
And that allows me to kind of just give myself as the best person that I can be that day to everyone else when I'm ready to, to service others. I love that, bro. I'm love glad it, you brought man. that up because, like, dude, if you can't love yourself, how can you like provide your best self to anyone else, right? Yeah, I'm doing. I think you're doing them a disservice not being your best self to be able to help other people. So that's a uh, kudos to you, man. That's that's something I should uh, implement in my morning routine because a lot of people they tend to just what's the first thing you do when you wake up? Scroll on your phone. Right here. It's yeah. Right there. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I'm Check. guilty of that too, right? But then I, you know, I have a hard stop if I know I'm looking at the phone. It's like, hey, at least finish. Going to the washroom yeah. first before yeah. you know you can continue scrolling, right? Like it's it's being aware of of what those little habits that you do and just really trying hard to break them. That's true, absolutely. Yeah. Well, just let's jump right into it. That's a good start, man. That's I know I like that. We're here to talk about, but yeah. here we got free we got free game before we even started. Love it, bro. Love <laughs> but uh, you are an online coach. Um, that's something you're really proud of. You said you've been doing it for about a year now. No, Less no, no. I started. I started recently, um, but I have. I just always felt that I was like a, a coaching figure and always helping people with with uh, I guess certain struggles in their lives. And there were just people that came to me and they would, became transparent and open to me. And I would kind of just felt like I was that consultant that always just helped people. And I felt a lot of value in that. So I actually just started offering it more as a service just recently in the past okay past little bit. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I love it. It's just me living my life every single day. How long have you been doing, the, been in the fitness industry or been working out though? I've been working out pretty much since, I'd say since high school. Okay. Um, in grade 10, I was in a, the strength and conditioning class, which is kind of learning about weightlifting right. and uh, learning about a little bit about the body. And then kind of from there, I've always had an interest of working out. And then after high school, I was on and off. I wasn't super consistent, but I would like have workout buddies we'd go to the gym all the time and then either one of us would fall off and then we'd stop going to the gym and <laughs> story then, of my life and yeah. then you know you find new working workout buddies and you start working out again and then you know somebody falls off and then you both fall off and yep. it, it kind of just been that cycle yeah and i think back then was more just like oh working out just to work out as an activity to hang out with someone but as i got older and older and i took fitness and just health more seriously I realized more like now working out is more for the love of self. You know, it's being able to, mm -hmm. I always say it, nourish the mind, body, and soul and taking care of the body is taking care of the mind, right? And having a good mind, you're taking care of the soul. Absolutely. I agree. So, so what kind of, uh, what, what kind of coaching do you, do you provide exactly? Yeah. So my, my programs consist of creating a nutrition program, like, like a custom nutrition program, yep. a custom training program, and then also uh, a mindset call so we'll discuss about just whatever whatever issues or problems other people may be having regarding mindset or even what they're facing in life and kind of just being there to to help them through that i love it man because my mindset's important especially with a lot of coaching the the one thing that i noticed with a lot of coaches is that they'll give you a plan which is cool and all <laughs> <laughs> right it's, it's just which is cool but like dude if you if you don't have your mind right with like fitness, you're just going on a downward trend. Yeah. And I think it all starts with the body, right? Yeah. And and when you say fitness, it's not necessarily just pushing weights. It's it's everything. It's yeah. Yeah. mental fitness, you know, it's yeah. also nutrition too, is what you're feeding your body, what you're consuming. Like that's super important too. And in terms of mindset, like 
I, I don't know if many people will agree with me on this or not, but what I believe is like people grabbing a beer, they tell themselves, oh, I probably shouldn't have that, but they're still going to grab it anyways because they think that's the right thing to do because every man does that. Well, let me ask you this. Based on your, you know, experience with fitness, what is that one aspect from your client that is, you'd say, the hardest to actually change? I think, yeah, I'm not, I wouldn't say it's necessarily something that's hard to change. Everyone faces a different struggle. Okay. Um, But I would say one of the... Like the common theme. Maybe the common thing I would say is, is... like their mindset and having a certain belief of themselves okay and not being able to kind of look past that Mm -hmm. a lot of people will say we'll call it maybe imposter syndrome or they don't have that self-belief where they have that limiting self-belief that they can't kind of break through Mm. um but for me i believe it's just kind of that's a way that they've been thinking for so long that they believe that it's true but over time, like if you give someone a workout plan, typically they stick to it. You give someone a nutrition plan, they'll stick to it for a little bit, but very often they'll probably kind of veer off a bit. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm guilty of that myself too, but it's having that awareness. Hey, you're falling off. Time to get back. Got to get back on yeah. track. And it's Absolutely. not, it, it's not that you fall off, which is bad. It's you fall off and you let it happen over and over again and it becomes weeks of falling off like seven days in a row and then it becomes yeah. 14 days in a row and that's when you gotta like hey change it up like if, it, if it's happening two three days you gotta catch yourself and like get back on track right away or you lose that momentum of what you've already built up i think that probably would be more of the bigger struggles for many people is the mindset thing absolutely i agree because like when like we discussed this in another podcast like once a training program is done I would say like, you know, 60% of the time within a few months that that individual falls back into where they were before Mm -hmm. because they haven't developed like consistent lifelong habits. Yeah. So I think that's where I want to kind of make it a little bit different where it's not just like, here's a six week program or like a 12 week program, but it's more of helping them create that healthy habits, create the the discipline, create the mindset of, of being able to to develop the healthy habits to do it as a lifestyle right and not something that's just okay here's a three-month plan and after you do it you're done it's more of here's a three-month plan stick to it and build the healthy habits so you can keep it with you for life and you decide to stop working with me after three months so be it as long as you keep this healthy discipline healthy habits you dropped your vices you're not drinking anymore you're not doing drugs anymore like just keep the healthy habits and that's kind of more of what i want to emphasize when yeah. i'm working with someone opposed to just being like three month plan hopefully it goes well come back if it's, to not, me, if it's not that good come back <laughs> come back to me here's here's yeah. the app follow the app Let's go away you <laughs> right. know like, so, yeah no, i agree yeah I'm, I'm more on on trying to help people develop the the discipline and and the healthy mindset now now i want to bring it back a bit because you mentioned something that was like i'm guilty of it sometimes we were guilty of it at the at the calgary stampede the drink, you know, we probably shouldn't drink a triple shot, but here we are drinking it anyways. Why do people do it? Well, why do you think people do it? And I'll tell you why I think I do it. I truly believe it's just easier to say yes than to say no, right? Um, fits right in front of you, and you like, you genuinely like alcohol. It's saying free. no to it is just the the pain of saying no to it 
is just way, way, way more painful than I totally saying agree. yes to it. Yeah. There's no, because yeah. there's no questions asked, man. Yeah, it's like, yes. Oh, yeah, come on, let's drink, right? Whereas if you say no, wow. I, know, I don't even see you that much, bro. <laughs> yeah, I think also peer pressure, too, and, and people pressure. fearing that. You know, I, I think agree. a lot of people are just so uncomfortable with their peers saying, like, yo, come on, it's just one shot, man. It's just one shot. I never see shot. you anyways. Yo, oh, bro, you, come you, on. Come on, man. It's your birthday, dude. <laughs> yo, it's your engagement. You know, like, I, I've had that, too, right? Just like, just last weekend. I've already, um, you know, my, all my, all my, all my homies, they all know that I'm, I'm on, I'm like going to be sober for life, right? Like, at least that's my commitment. And, you know, throughout the night, it's like, yo, come on, just have a shot. You know, here's some, and, and they're kind of, they bought non-alcoholic beer for me and they bought the, yeah. the, the non-alcoholic champagne. It was like, it was a fucking great time, right? Yeah. But it's like, I'm not going to break, man. I'm not going to, like, they, they keep asking me, but I, it's not going to happen because I, I just know what my highest values are and i just don't want to consume alcohol anymore and and just being firm with that right and making that commitment yeah and that commitment is not only for myself but it's also for other people that's the way that i see it that's true because if, if you can't keep that commitment like it always comes back to this it's like if you can't keep your word to yourself like you, how can anyone hold you accountable at that point right exactly and like with going back to the alcohol thing the reason why i think it's so hard for people to just resist it yeah, it's, like you said, it's just a society thing. You know, if you don't drink, it's like, what the fuck is wrong with Marv today? Right? Yeah. Like, well, what I do? It's wrong, opposite. Right? It's crazy because I was drinking. That's supposed to be bad for you. And well, it what's is. wrong with you? Why are you not yeah, drinking? You're not drinking? You don't want to poison yourself, brother? Come on, man. Right? So, no, I can, I can, I can appreciate it. And I, and I do get behind that because drinking, it is, there's literally nothing good comes from it. Yeah. I believe moderation everything everything is in moderation like if you if you are a drinker just do it moderately where you know does, like not every day or not every weekend kind of thing yeah. occasions are fine yeah but. so I want to ask you this Ken. so like since you are saying no to alcohol like completely even in moderation you won't do it yeah I think alcohol was something that's a little bit easier for me to say no to um, back then when well my first drink was i think in like grade eight or something and then you know pretty much from there we've high school drinking right uh and then um yeah back then i would drink and i'd be fine and i wouldn't get hangovers and then as i got older um just constantly having bad hangovers and over and over again and i knew i would get hangovers but i'd still like party just because it was fun right and i was also i used to also dj too right like with, i dj'd with uh hard monk he was on on the podcast once and you know we we were djing together and i would always be at the club and at, at, at the time when i was djing a lot i was at the club like three four times a week right and i would always have i would always have liquor with me and sure, always sir. drinking my my go-to drink was was vodka seven and that's what i would be drinking on every single night because that's just you know what i thought it's was normal <laughs> yeah right and and you know i would always feel like crap the next day and just over time it's just well, there's one time where i just got so drunk on christmas day and i was i couldn't even make it up to my bed and i was just like puking my guts out i was puking bile and i'm like what am i doing but i still didn't learn the lesson to stop oh, drinking you never yet. do <laughs> you never right? do this so like just over time as i got older and older it's just like yeah i think alcohol is just time time for me to just cut off and then and then at one point i'm just like okay throughout the year i probably drank less than 10 15 times why do i even allow this as an option why not just say no more and you know that 10 times can be zero times a year yeah. i'm like okay but one thing that was very hard for me to quit is cannabis 
fucking love weed man oh mm. dude mm. it's so good <laughs> i think we all used to blaze you know before it was legal i think it was an everyday kind of thing yeah you know? well it was an everyday kind of thing regardless if it was legal or not you know 100 <laughs> percent. yeah i mean why, why was it so hard like like for me like i don't think it was a that addicting I, I disagree with that. I'm yeah. uh, at least for me, like uh, I think I think I have a very addictive personality. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like I'm just really addicted to weed. Yeah. Um, so for me, when I started smoking weed, it was it always became an everyday thing, and it kind of happened when I started working, um, just working full time as a uh, when I was younger, around like 20, 20 years old or so. Yeah. You know, it would be go to work and then hang out with the boys smoke some weed started a week as a weekly thing yeah. and then eventually you find other other friends that are smoking all the time then you yeah. end up meeting them after work every single day and then that kind of go on goes on for for a few years and then and then i would travel with my my girlfriend and then that's when i would take like a, a long sabbatical mm-hmm. like going traveling we go somewhere for like a week two weeks or something then i then i stop smoking weed and it'll be like one month two month three months and then it's that one joint that gets me back mm-hmm. on it again right and then over time, it just kept happening. And then during COVID, I never took a break. Like that was just like constantly You're being home. high every You're single home. day. Yep. Right. And you know, it's because I was home. We weren't traveling. And then pretty much, I decided to stop. And then it was a good run, maybe like five, six months. And then it's that one joint that gets you back on track. Oh, is just it? smoking every single day. And then it happened again. And then it was just like, okay, one month of smoking every day, two months of smoking every day, and I'm just like. Dude, the, like it really doesn't serve me any purpose, right? Like I always used it as a scapegoat or like a, as an excuse. Oh, I just want to feel more grounded today, or I just want to be more wholesome and just zen. like zen. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. more zen and smoke some weed, meditate, and uh, that's just all I was doing. But it was not getting me productive. It was just it was more destructive than anything. I agree. And eventually, it's just like, why am I even doing this? And then, yeah, I. I like I, I bought a bong uh, when my when my uh, g- my fiance went to travel, so I'm like, okay, you know, I've been smoking this bong for every single day while she's gone. Yeah. And then when she came back, I'm just like, what am I doing with my life? Why did I buy this? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that was a good run. I'm gonna put it down. I'm gonna put it down for the rest of my life. And you haven't looked back since. And then? I haven't looked back since. So, Talk, well, I, I want to ask. So now that you're you're off, you, you don't drink no more. You don't smoke weed. There's no more vices there. What what was the difference? Like, talk about the difference maker. Or obviously, it's you avoiding. But what what has changed? I think just the mental clarity as a whole. Um, the grogginess every single morning is not there anymore. Mm. Um, it's common when you smoke That's weed. Hangover. Oh, and That's then also hangover. the biggest change is binge eating. Oh, man. getting mad munchies every single night. Uh-huh. And I'd be eating like a bag of Cheetos. I'd be eating like chocolate chip cookies with with milk you know the what are they called the the president's choice decadent cookies oh, or whatever man, the, fire yeah, yeah. The, oh dude i would eat like a whole pack of that like almost every day you know it's like that's, that's like crazy four thousand calories yeah but the thing is like you i don't was, get full you don't yeah you don't get full you don't. it's just so good but I, I, <laughs> I, I i've always been active so I, like i've never really been overweight i think the heaviest i've ever been was like 195 pounds or something like during covid yeah. But that was because there's like no basketball. There was like yeah. just nothing we just were able to do. Don't move. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, grateful that I've never been like obesely overweight or anything. And even though I had such bad eating habits and even now, like, even though I don't, I don't, I'm not smoking weed, I'm not drinking. 
like sometimes when I eat, I just want to like continue to keep eating, and I like really have to like put the foot down. I'm like, yes, can't stop eating, man. <laughs> you know, <laughs> put and, the fork down. And and the thing is, like every time, like now I'm I'm diligent in counting my calories. So like I'm always just seeing it rack up. I'm like, okay, I gotta stop. And that really that that's a visual cue for me to like, okay, I gotta stop. Right. So that's helped a lot too. Love it. So let me ask you this: when you quit smoking weed, that was like just completely cold turkey, right? Yeah. Did you have any crazy withdrawals? Because I hear some people get like withdrawals, like a moffa. I don't know. I, if I would. I don't recall having any withdrawals, but I would recall like oh, I really want to smoke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, just it's just going through that like constantly, and even now, like sometimes I smell it. Mm. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> I want to puff. <laughs> yeah. But just you know, it, but but with that commitment of like, hey, not smoking weed no more. Like it doesn't even cross my mind, right? Like you know, I got my buddies they all like they all still smoke weed and it's like i'm good it's just you know? amazing, i don't right? even yeah. step outside anymore right and then um also vaping too i decided like no more vaping damn yeah, like it's just and i yeah, i used to work at a vape shop so that's kind of how i started vaping and, yeah you know I, I just love the flavors and it feels so good on the throat it's like opening a fresh can of coke oh, and drinking dude. it it's just like that, awesome. that bite right? especially yeah. with the menthol yeah. oh. like I, you know i i love i love it right like but it's just you know having that hard mindset like no more enough is enough right yeah because yeah. i feel with a lot of people like with 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 all these vices they they always fall back to fuck i need a smoke right now man this is really pissing me off like, is really is this smoke gonna really help you yeah i mean i was there once you know i'm like oh i, I feel like i want to have a cigarette and then I, you know dude what okay so before i would occasionally smoke smoke cigarettes i actually kept a couple cigarettes in my car for the longest time but then I finally just threw it out. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like, I've already made the commitment to stop, but I'm like, why do I still have this in the car? Yeah. Like, just in case. Yeah. 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 Just in but, case but cigarettes. Like, I'm giving myself that. Yeah, like, absolutely. I shouldn't even bother like giving myself that leeway to mm-hmm. possibly have that one cigarette when I need it per se. Right. That's, That's awesome. true. That's true. Now I want to circle back to, to you, to your coaching program. So, you know, you've been coached for, you've been, you've been coaching for, you know, some time now. How much has that impacted like your personal life? I think it's impacted it drastically. It's, um, it really shifted my mindset in a way where it's like, instead of showing up for myself, I'm showing up for my people, right? A lot of it is now not very self-centered, but it's like, hey, I got to set an example and I got to be accountable. I got to be impeccable with my word. Other people, like the world's watching and, you know, I got to show up. Right. So a lot of it is how that kind of changed. And and then that's a great that's a great question because there is actually something that um I went through, which was last year I went to a seminar and what it what it made me realize was before going into that seminar, I'm like, Okay, you know, I wanna be I wanna get in shape so then I can show everybody that I'm better than them. And after that seminar, it made me realize like, hey, that's a complete wrong mindset and it shifted it from a place where it's like, hey, I want to be in shape so I can show other people what's possible, mm-hmm. right? One was more egotistic and the other one is more of trying to be an inspiration, trying to be able to empower other people. Yep. And I think that's kind of where I'm trying to live each day by day in that mindset now, opposed to trying to be in a way where it's like, yeah, I'm in good shape. I'm the shit, you know, I'm not trying to, be very self-centered. 
I like that because when you empower people, you just feel so much better. Yeah, it does. Right, hundred percent. I remember, yeah, because I can to take it back. I remember back in high school, like when I first started lifting. The only thing I had in my mind in my mind was like, I want to be bigger than all of these motherfuckers yeah. around here. I want to lift more weights, and that's it. Yeah. How do I feel at the end of the day? Not that great. Yeah. Right. But then when you start wanting to like just help more and more people, it's just the the fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Like I mentioned earlier, it just feels so much better. And and the thing about fitness too is like if you look to the left, you're gonna find someone that you're in better shape than. You look to the right, there's gonna so be some guy that's bigger way than bigger than you. Oh, you know, like you know, it's it's always that constant battle in your mind too. Is like yeah i'm doing better than this guy and then oh this guy's doing way better than me and you're always facing that right and and i think it's having that awareness that's just how human psychology is and just being able to take a step back and be like i need to have acceptance of where i'm at and where i'm at is where i'm supposed to be let me ask you while we're at the topic of um you know a lot we talked about you know you quitting cannabis you know uh drinking and all that Obviously, in that process, there are a lot of negative self-talk where, you know, I'll probably just do it later. But, you know, I, I don't want to quit because I want to do this and all that. You being as a trainer, not you being being the person that overcame it. How would you over how would you what would you tell your client or how would you overcome that negative self-talk? I think it's just being able to to paint a vision in that person's mind like Mm. what's more important to them you know this immediate gratification of pleasure or your purpose right like you're for example if someone's like hey you know i want to lose 10 pounds in in the next 90 days and they know that if they smoke weed they get the munchies and it's going to throw them off completely and then they're going to feel like crap the next day and then it's going to just throw them off the day after as well if they realize that then they can start to weigh the pros and cons of that immediate gratification of pleasure or that sacrifice that they got to make now to be to for to to lead into the purpose that yeah. they're they're desiring or it can be flipped the other way you know is it can it be pleasure for you to not smoke weed right and can you can you ask them in a way where it's like do you feel more pleasure that you said no to this? Mm. And if they can see it as pleasure, then it might make it easier for them to say no. Right. But it doesn't work the other way for the purpose of smoking <laughs> well, weed to, to bulk up. I guess they, yeah, absolutely. Right? I think that's a common theme with all the trainers, you know, boxing trainers that we talk to is, you know, they weigh in the, uh, the pros and cons, like your goal versus what can happen if you, if you kind of, you know, took the take the wrong turn. Take, so take the other way that's around. A, a good way to put it. Actually, yeah. put it into perspective. Yeah, right? and and it's cause and effect, right? Like mm, you absolutely. have a certain cause, then an effect will happen. And like, what cause do you choose to do? Yeah, I like that because a little a little thing about that. The it's the other way is always the easy way. Mm, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. like just eating that piece of cake, buddy. It's Ice so good, cake, but how, how good it's, it's probably going to be only good for the first five minutes, yep. but nothing in life, nothing good comes out of life doing, what the hell am I even saying? <laughs> no, 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 I'm not. <laughs> Here we go again, no, 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 baby. No, no, no. We're back. We're back in action, baby. No, but really good things come from doing the hard stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? Sometimes people build this type of, um, this mindset where 
they get pleasure from doing the hard stuff. Yeah. Right. And if you can get to that place, you, a lot of things become easier because you know that, Hey, it's aligned with my purpose. And if I'm doing the harder thing, I feel great about it. Right. And it, 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 some people, some people seek the feeling of having more self-confidence or self-esteem. And if there's somebody that's like that, typically those are the people that are willing to do the hard stuff before even batting an eye at the easier stuff, just because they know they, they just love the challenge and they love that, that mental battle that they're having with themselves. And they're just like, yeah, I'm going to fucking take care of this yeah. in my own head. Yeah. I'm going to choose the fucking harder route because I'm not a bitch, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. They have, yeah. Yeah. They, they think like that. Right. And if you can develop that kind of mindset, then every time something easy comes along, you're kind of like, I'm going to choose the hard way. You know, it's just like some people playing the video games, there's the no easy, normal, or hard mode. Some people just right off the bat, oh, I'm going to try the hard mode, right? And it's like playing playing the game of life like that. Yeah. Now, let me ask you, like, how do you develop that mindset, though? Because like we said, it, everyone always wants to take the easy way out. Like, how do how do we build that, that strong, iron mindset where we're just like, fuck it, it's a hard task? Throw it my way. Let's do it. Who cares? I think it's a, it's, it's a day-by-day progress it's not something that just happens overnight where i mean some people can do it just overnight but it only lasts for like two days right but if you're somebody that developed that that healthy discipline and the healthy routine of continuously slowly collecting those wins to choose the harder the harder route that's how you kind of start to do that more more often longer and longer and longer and then it eventually becomes something that that's kind of just your your philosophy where it's like okay you know i'm just my character is just somebody that chooses to do the harder things right i think it's it's something that happens over time and it needs to be trained it's not something where just like i'm deciding to do this and i'm going to continue to do this every day because like i don't think that's just how how human nature works right like you can't just be like okay i'm always going to choose the hard way um you're you're always going to have that mental battle of oh okay you know should i go do this or should i do that and then you're always going to weigh that pros and the pro and con in in your mind right so now that we're talking about this is well i've kind of already know this but just to stress it everything is in here it's all in your mind you know we can talk about the physical stuff but when you're weak mentally you're not able to do the things that you want to do Mm-hmm. Right now, when we were talking about mental mindset, um, what like if you want to be specific, what other exercises in you no, know, you know, maybe not just you know physical exercise, but what other mental exercises that you do to to kind of exercise strengthen that mental mindset? This is probably gonna it's a little bit physical, but it's not very physical. Okay, but what I would suggest is even running. just. No, not even running, just going out for a walk for 15 minutes, 20 minutes every single day and forcing yourself to do that rain or shine, rain or shine, rain or shine mental for sure. Listen, (laughs) so, okay. When I go out for a walk, when it's raining, I see nobody, right? Yep. When you go out for a walk, when it's sunny, no matter what time of day, when the sun's out, you will come across people. Yep. Okay. Only, only like one or two people once in a while you if you're going out for a walk in sorry if you're going out for a walk in the rain you might come across one or two people like every now and then yep but some days you go out for 45 minutes not a single soul and all you hear is just cars driving by you know it's like to me that just shows me it's like okay most people fear going out for a walk just because it's raining 
Yeah. And if you want to strengthen your mm. mindset, just fucking get out there in the rain. I, I love that. Man, and it's I'm, easy, but it's fucking hard for I most love, people. I love how you said said that, man, because a lot of a lot of people they base their walking or you know, exercise based on the environment that they're in. Mm. It's not with the the uh the dedication or the promise that they made themselves. So that's that's actually good uh that's a good advice. Don't miss me without walking in the rain, bro. You, at least do you wear an umbrella or something? No, just, well, no, no umbrella. Just put a hood on, right? Or like, yeah. just get a raincoat. Yeah. True, true. You know, it's like, yeah, you get your, your sweats are going to be wet. Your jacket's going to be wet, but just hang it up in the freaking shower after. Yeah, right. Just wash keeping, it. Who wash cares? it right after. Right? Like, keeping the promises to yourself. I love it, man. Yeah, man. People rely too much on outside factors. Yeah. Waiting on perfect scenarios. It's the worst thing to do. You know, like um, since we're on this topic, you know, doing the things that you don't want to do, even if it's, you know, snowing, raining. There's one program that we, we, we both have in common that we both completed. We'll jump into it a little bit here, but 75 hard. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a that's a prime example. Yeah. Rain or shine for 75 days straight. You have to yep, do yep. what? One workout inside 45 minutes. Yeah. One outdoor yep. 45 minutes. Read. What is it? Gallon of water? One gallon, gallon of water, water, read 10 pages of a self-help book and uh, follow a diet. No cheat meals, no alcohol. What was And the... a progress photo. Yeah. That, that, one, that one was the easiest thing to do. Yeah. Go water, not so much. Outdoor workout, who cares, right? It's, it's easy. Well, easy for me. But let me ask you this. Like, what was the most valuable lesson you learned from like completing that program 75 days after the 75 day? Well, I think it's probably just doing it consistently and realizing the body can handle. Well, I don't want to say handle it because I would still suggest people take rest, but just knowing that you can still endure being active every single day. Um, When I got onto that program, the summer before I I was actually doing two workouts a day, I would go to to the gym in the morning and then I'd do the girls grind. And I think it, last last year I probably went did the girls grind like 35, 36, 37, eight times or something. So like all summer Crazy. was I I would always go to the girls grind. So that was kind of like the two workouts. So I've already kind of been doing that, but it wasn't an everyday thing, right? right? And then also reading. I'm a pretty avid reader, so I'd always be picking up a book throughout the day. So that was kind of it. Drinking the water. I think the water was was one that. I didn't realize I wasn't drinking that much water because once you once you visually see a gallon of water, you're like, okay, that's a lot of water. But now it's kind of like I, I built that habit to just consistently drink water throughout the day now, and and yeah, in terms of the the meals or the the diet, I think for me, I didn't want to set myself on a very very strict diet because I didn't want to set myself up for failure. Um, it was kind of a more lenient diet. I would choose, choose healthier alternatives and I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't eat like fried chicken or I wouldn't eat, I wouldn't eat like deep fried food, Right. but I would just choose healthier alternatives and healthier snacks. So at the end of 75 hard, I didn't, my physique didn't really change too much. I slimmed down a little bit, but I did get stronger, but in terms of the actual physical appearance, there were, there was not much gains on that on that end. But yeah, at that I think the seventy five hard program put me on on uh, building more and more discipline. You, you made brain gains. That's brain what it gains, was. You know? Yeah. You know, let, let me ask, why did you why did you want to do seventy five hard? 
a friend challenged me. <laughs> How <laughs> did your friend do? Uh, I think he, he he's he's done it like a couple times. Oh, damn. But I think he's like he's always asked me to do it, but I'm always like, oh, you know, I don't think I need to do it. Like I don't need to do it 75 days straight. And then it was just out of the blue. He he text like we were just talking on text, and he's like, you know, this is why you should do 75 hard because it's you know like it's just so you can do something for 75 days commit to an actual program and just get through it and i'm like okay whatever man i'll just start (laughs) and then i just decided to start yeah right and you know seeing him do it he's done it a few times it's like okay you know if he can do it like i'm gonna try it too why not right it was outside it was an external factor that got me to (laughs) be on it do you recommend everyone to do it or probably not to be honest um i don't really think it's I would I would only recommend it to people that that want to be very serious about building better discipline. I don't think you actually need that program to develop discipline, but it's more of just kind of a, a mental challenge for for somebody who's actually inspired by by having a, a very strong discipline because not everybody's like that, right? No. So that's why I wouldn't recommend it to everybody. But if it's somebody that's like, hey, you know, I've tried several programs, I've committed to them, I've done like. 30-day diets, I've done, you know, done a 30-day program or whatever, and they want to try something that's a little bit next level, then I would suggest it. But not not to someone that's like kind of wishy-washy with their their discipline. Yeah, yeah. Because the one thing I found with like with the whole 75 hard program and people need some sort of program to to get some inspiration to like be better. Why? Why is that? Like why, why, why do you think people need that to like be better? Is it just, is it for like social validation? Like, oh, I finished seven, five hard. Look at me. I think if you're doing it for that purpose, it's the wrong reason to do it. Yeah. Right. But I think it's probably just because it's a, it's harder for somebody to plan something than to follow a plan. And to be frank, the planning part takes a lot more brain power than to actually do it. So if somebody gives you a plan and you just need to follow it it's a lot easier than coming up with the plan i agree dude yeah. <laughs> it is it is hard making a plan you know because we're, we're both boxers right yeah so like making a cardio plan it's like what the hell do we do like we, it do we just run a marathon Stefan? Like, i think you- <laughs> it's it's not the fact that you don't know what you need to do but you're just questioning why am i putting this together and then you kind of just get in your own head like do i know what i'm doing or like do i know why i'm putting this plan together like I think it's just overthinking. Yeah, you're overthinking, and it's like, okay, well, if I would just want to put a plan for myself, I need to improve my cardio. Okay, I just got to run five five kilometers four times a week. You know, that's a, that's the start of a plan. And you do that, and then you can be like, okay, you know, I've done this for two weeks now. Let's add on a little bit more. Let's add on 15 minutes of skipping. You know, yeah. okay, maybe on my off days, I'll do I'll do four days of running and three days of skipping, and then you. You know, you don't have to make a full-fledged plan right off the bat, but if you kind of just start with the simple disciplines, eventually it becomes a full-fledged plan for yourself. Now that we're we're at the topic of planning, you just kind of went you just kind of went over it. But how do you plan on as a coach? How do you plan on certain clients? Do you have a single plan for everyone to follow, or do you, do you do it specifically? To it's that specific client? for each person, okay? Because you know your plan will be different from another person's plan right like maybe somebody is weighing you know 220 pounds you said i think you said you weigh like almost what 190 yeah. and it's like it's different right like that person needs to drop 
30 pounds to be your weight. Uh, yep. Right. So it's really seeing like, and what their goals are. Maybe they don't want to be lean, but they just want to build muscle. Then they have to be on a strength training program, which is a little bit different from a hypertrophy program, which is trying to, trying to build more, more definition in your muscle. Right. And how about macro splits, man? Because that's that's the thing I want to know a lot about macros. What are your thoughts on macros? Can someone lose weight on on like twenty protein, twenty percent protein, forty percent fat, and forty percent carb? Is that possible? Well, we're just talking about percentage. You know, the, what we got to see what the actual calorie intake is. Mm. How someone loses fat is being at a caloric deficit. You know, there's a lot of controversy around macros and weight loss and fat loss and muscle building. So I think it's more of just, you know, trying it, doing it and, and see how it works for your body, right? Like everybody has a different take on it. And I think in, in this industry, that's just kind of how it is. Like it, there's always going to be certain debates. There's going to be people debating about everything. You say somebody should be on 35% protein. And then one person says, oh, these should be on 30% protein. There's going to be a long debate. But in the end, it's kind of just what works for you. And being at a caloric deficit is what's most important. And hitting your protein goals is the most important. The carbs and fat can be interchangeable, right? Like you can have more carbs and less fat, or you can have more fat and less carbs. But what you need to know is, I think it's one gram of carbs is... Uh, one gram of carbs is, is four calories and one, one gram of fat is nine calories. So it's easier to, to burn off carbs than fat. Mm. Absolutely. Right. That's, that's so true. Um, carnivore diets, keto diets. I want to, I always ask, I always always want to ask, I I was going to ask every trainer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What are your thoughts on that, man? Everybody's different, man. Like some people can eat peanuts. Some people can't eat peanuts. Right. So if, yeah, like I don't really dive too much into that, that kind of debate because everyone has their own views on it. Right. But, um, you know, there's people that are on keto that are super fit, super lean. And there's people that are on carnivore diets that's super fit and super lean. I think in the end, it's just what works for you and your body because somebody might be on a keto diet and they absolutely hate it because they're cutting out carbs, right? Like their life is miserable because they can't even have a sandwich because they wanted a sandwich, right? It's true. Or, you know, you're on a carnivore diet and you want to have a sandwich, but you can't have a sandwich, right? Or, you know, some someone might just not like bread and is willing to just eat all carnivore and super happy about it, right? So in the end, what I, what I think is just caloric intake. You know, if you want to build muscle, you would be at a caloric surplus. If you want to lose fat, you at a caloric deficit. Right. And that's kind of just like the simplest way to say it without getting into any debates. CICO, calories in, calories out. That's all. <laughs> that's the best diet you need, you know? <laughs> um, I have a, a few more questions here before we, we get into the, the, the ending area here. I know you mentioned, you know, giving your best self is, would you say it's like that's like your motivation? Yeah, I think that's one of my highest values. Yeah, I wouldn't say nice. motivation. It's one of my inspiration. Um, the reason why I say it's not motivation, I believe motivation is more as an external factor. Mm. You're yep. trying to seek yep. something else externally that's trying to light a fire under your bum. Yep, that's but true. Inspiration is from the inside. That's true. So, so what drives you? Because you, because when 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 I when 
I know look at your Instagram and you're doing all these things every single day. I know you do it for yourself, but like what really drives you deep down inside? I think what really drives me is just knowing that I'm trying to master myself. I'm just trying to be the best version that I can be and just build the best person I can possibly build for myself and be able to document that, show that to the world and be able to inspire and empower other people to do the same and hopefully be able to take other people on to a self-mastery journey as well. Mm. Right? I'm huge on personal development and I really believe that anybody can benefit from being on a personal development journey and being able to be that leader that I wish I have hopefully can empower and inspire other people too, right? Since you said that, I want to ask you this. Can can everyone be a leader? Because I'm going to tell you what what I think. I don't think everyone can be a leader. I think there has to be followers and leaders. Do you think that you can build someone to become a leader? Is Is it possible? I think, in my opinion, it depends on what they're leading, right? Mm. If it's, you know, it really, we got to really look at it at like, what are they trying to lead? You know, if, if you, if you were to throw me into, I guess the hockey, like, like playing hockey in an ice rink, like I wouldn't be able to, to lead, lead a team in, in hockey. I don't know the culture. I don't know. True. I don't know, like, I just don't know much about hockey, right? So I cannot be in that position to lead them in that sport. But alternatively, if, you know, I'll disclose that, hey, I can't lead you guys in the game of hockey, but if you want to be able to be stronger, you want to be able to to develop better discipline, better mindset, I can lead you in that way. You know, if, yeah, like, there's, I think it just really depends on what the objective is right i believe everyone can be a leader but they can't be a leader in every single yes there's something that can be leader but like that you you might not be able to yeah like you you throw me in like if you if i was a sous chef i would i can't even use a knife to cut (laughs) cut chicken okay (laughs) so it's like how how can i lead someone doing that right absolutely true i like it man and um yeah, that was, that was it for me. I, I fucking love that. That was, <laughs> that was good. Man, we're just wrapping up here. What are, um, obviously, with your coaching, um, but is there anything else that you want to pursue in the future that you're, you're probably starting to pursue now other than coaching? I don't think so. I think now I've actually found the true, like my true, my true passion, love my it. true yeah. purpose. Yeah. Um, like even on my phone, what it says is to inspire and entre- uh, to inspire and em- empower entrepreneurs to build an empire of wealth and make a mark in the world. Mm-hmm. And I thought I would find that answer through through real estate, but I don't think that that was the right vehicle for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And me just always being so passionate about personal development. Anytime people want to talk to me about growth or becoming better or health and fitness, like I would just vomit all my knowledge on them like i'm just so passionate about it and eventually i'm just like this is actually what i want to teach people and help people do Mm -hmm. so i think this is i don't want to say it's the end game but this is this is uh going to be a long ride for me and and as i said it's to help people build help entrepreneurs build an empire of wealth i think this is the very foundation like the start the foundation of being able to do that 
Mm-hmm. And then as I have more to show for more, more, I guess, accolades or more things that I've done in my own life, I can continue to go deeper and deeper into that. Absolutely. Into helping people build, build wealth. But as of right now, this is it. This is where I'm going to start focusing on. Cause I think this is a great start to help people be on a journey of building wealth. But I don't really dive into much about like finance, financial stuff or business stuff. Like as as much as I'm passionate in that area, I just want to start off with people's well-being, people's health, people's mindset. That's and the that's, base, man. And, so, and exactly, yeah. that's the foundation that I think I can really help people people get on track with first, and then eventually, as I grow, I can help these people grow with me. Wow. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Well. I mean, Kian, thank you for, you know, taking your time driving all the way to East Van. Uh, I don't know how long that drive is, but you said it's pretty long. Um, man, last question that we asked everyone here as our, our guest on the podcast, man. Who should be our next guest on this podcast? And, of course, before you say the name, or it can be more than one, you got to help us, man. You got to plug them. them. Yeah, I can definitely plug them. You know, if, it, if it's more than one, well, the first guy was... Man, it can be... 300 if you want to know. That's all you help us. Well, you know, uh, one of the guys that actually got me inspired in doing the, the coaching stuff, his name is Dexter. So on his Instagram is Dr. Dex Do, Dr. Dex Dewey. It's uh, D-R-D-E-X. Oh, sorry, Dr. Dex Fit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dr. Dex Fit. So D-R-D-E-X-F-I-T. And he's, yeah, he's, he's been a big, big inspiration for me. I've known him for, for quite a long time and yeah, he's, I think he would be great on the podcast. And then the next guy, his name is John Lee and he's, he got his ticket to Mr. Olympia mm. and, um, I think he'd be a really, a really good guy on the show as well too. So he's training for, he's training for that right now. So yeah, I think he's got a lot of stories he can share. So. You said it here, Mr. John Lee and Mr. Dexter. Yeah. Hell yeah. I think, I think those are two great guys I, that would benefit, you know. That would benefit the show. Benefit it's all mutual, them, man. Everything, it's all you know, mutual. like they're, uh, yeah, they're really good guys. Awesome. I want to get them man. on here. Hell yeah. You Appreciate go. you, man. So, Kian, thank you so much, man. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to just sit with us. And like Stefan said, man, that drive from East Van is no joke. I've, I've done that many times, 40, <laughs> especially during rush hour. I don't think he drove uh, during rush hour, but when it's rush hour, it ain't no joke, man. You do not want to sit there because you're going to be bumper to bumper for 30 kilometers an hour. But he's here, y'all. He's right? here. So again, thank you so much for taking the time to sit down with us, bro. Really do appreciate you. Yeah. Oh, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank and you for having me, man. Always, brother. We'll bring you on in a year from now. We'll do a little update. We'll see. How you oh, yeah. You That'd know? be awesome. So until next time, guys, my name is MP. Stefan SB. And we got... Oh, Kim Yu. <laughs> Usually <laughs> say the name, but <laughs> say your we, name, we, man. We, we, say your name. Yeah, man, we try switching it up. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and we're out. Peace. Peace.